Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the Cigar Pulpit. Hello everybody and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me by phone, we have listeners Noah. How are you, Noah? I am doing good. I am joining you from sunny Eau Claire, Wisconsin. There you go. How's the weather up there in Wisconsin? You know, this is like the couple months of the year where it's actually not too bad. Oh, well, that's good. Uh, yeah, the mosquitoes have been bad, and it's been really dry lately. Yeah. Outside of that, it's 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 pretty nice weather this time of year. Well, good. It's been about the same here. We haven't had too terribly much rain, and uh, I have my little handy-dandy thermocell going here in the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios. Uh, I don't know if you have one of these things, but uh, I had the kind last year that had the uh, butane refills and the little pads, you know, and it's supposed to mm. create that little 15-foot radius all around and shit. And the problem with those is the butane and the pads, they just wore out, like, within four hours. And so I was going through a ton of refills. This one, though, I bought this year, and it's a uh, USB-powered, so it's battery-powered. And then it's got, like, a little <laughs> drop-in deal that uh, it's good for, like, 36 hours. So, um, so. Are they a new sponsor? Is that what you're saying? No, no, I wish, but uh, <laughs> but it, it seems to be working. And the beauty of it is you can actually leave the thing plugged in while you're using it. So um, if you don't want to actually drain the battery, you can leave it plugged in and charge it as it's working. So that's kind of nice. But, yeah, that's the free plug for Thermacell. So. Yeah, I, I have a good old-fashioned um, bug zapper back here. Oh, nice. So it's like the satisfying noises of bugs dying <laughs> except, except like some june bugs got in there last night and it started to like smoke it was, oh yeah like, yeah too big so yeah. that was uh that was concerning but the fact that june bugs were dying was made me happy that's a good thing uh they're too big for my salt gun they're too armored up and so all that happens is they just drop to the ground and then i have to go and stomp them and uh that's awkward there's nobody likes june bugs no they're just dumb they're just mm-hmm. dumb. The fucking noise they make and they kamikaze at your window. <laughs> or in your hair. You're sitting outside and they just decide to get right in your hair or your ear or something like that. And just, ugh, I hate them so much. Anyway, well, tonight I'm going to be smoking the uh, Crux Guild Toro. It's the uh, extra marble head. It's a six and a half by 52 box pressed uh, like torpedo Toro here. And it has an Ecuadorian wrapper and Nicaraguan binder and filler. And apparently is a medium to full-bodied cigar. So what have you got there? I have the Camacho Nicaragua Toro. Okay. I did not do any show prep. I just grabbed it out of the uh, humidor. It's all right. Um, I'm, I'm thinking it's a Piro, but I don't know for sure. I don't know. I mean, it's got to be, it's at least got to have some Nicaraguan tobacco in there to be the uh, Camacho Nicaragua. Yes. Yes. One would think. One would think. I mean, you could read the band. That's about the most show prep my uh, typical co-hosts do. Uh, Well, all it's telling me is Nicaragua and that they are famous since 1962. Well, there you go. All right, then. 
Well, why don't we go ahead and prep to cut the cigar? And the official cutting is brought to us by Dan the Man Ponder over there at Riverman Cigar Company. And guys, Dan the Man Ponder, he's got all kinds of great cigars for you to try in his uh, walk-in as well as his cabinet humidors. He's got that 1,500-square-foot covered patio out front as well as the lounge so you can sit and enjoy those cigars. And um, I'll say this, we're, uh, it's, it's a last-minute little event, but uh, this Saturday, June the 10th, Dan is going to be having a uh, little impromptu barbecue competition amongst some of his uh, his uh, customers there. I think there's maybe four teams that are going to be competing. The uh, guys from the Smoking Butts and Tap and Ash podcast are going to be out there doing the judging. So if you're interested in some uh, some barbecue and you're in the St. Louis area, maybe swing by uh, Riverman Cigar Company, pick up a cigar, and uh, you know have a meal. So, and if you're not in the St. Louis area, they do mail order, so you can get some through the mail. So it's Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri, and it's time now to go ahead and cut the cigar. All right. Does that come through okay? What? Can you hear my cut? I can hear your cut. So you're not... I did not... I was not premature. That's good. That's good. Hmm. I even was a gentleman and waited for you to go first. You know, I appreciate that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody gets a cookie. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's the rule, so... (laughs) <laughs> um so how the hell have you been i've been good man how have you been good good i can't complain it's been busy but you know it's been nice and uh yeah, yeah. you and i, I, I must say what? it was a little cringe that episode when I, where i had to uh listen to what ways you have sex <laughs> <laughs> you know okay i i'm gonna go ahead and and uh speak to that for a minute the one must go from uh last episode um that was uh one of those ones that i had at least one text message come to me and say i'm really shocked and actually disappointed that you didn't adam protocol that i I was waiting for it and you know it's just one of those things that since i was flying solo i figured you know there's got to be some amount of like wretchedness that enters into this episode so i guess this is gonna have to be it so that was it. At least yeah. you didn't pull a barista and strip naked. I did not strip down. No, I did not show the gut that you have to like yeah. maneuver. You know, uh, but uh, you know what's funny is Saturday I went and uh, hung out with the smoking butts and Tapanash guys. Uh, they had a little uh, friendly barbecue competition of their own down at uh, uh, Scott's place down in Benton, Illinois. And there were like seven teams, and it was kind of a potluck. If you if you came, you were supposed to bring a side. My side was a bag of cigars and beer, so you know it was <laughs> it was good. But um, uh, it was a good time. But that that question came up um, in conversation there, and um, at least two other people agreed with me that that was the choice, and for the exact same reason. Yeah. So they they are bigger gentlemen as well. They are men of size. yes, men yeah. of size, and uh, mm-hmm. you know we talked about it, and 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 you know I I probably phrased it poorly by saying that you have to lift the the actual thing is you just kind of kind of like swing and maneuver in such a way that like you know you just it just kind of gets there. It doesn't you don't have, lifting it by itself is actually very awkward. So so you're like the Fred Astaire <laughs> of fat guy sex. Yeah, you got to dance your way into that. <laughs> Uh, old twinkle so toes many, or whatever. So many visuals going on. <laughs> well, you know, hey, it's a good time. Um, it's my fault. I brought it up. You, you did, and uh, mm. you have to own it now, so that's fine. Um, 
what are you getting on the cold draw on your uh, Camacho Nicaragua there? You know, uh, I'm just kind of that earthy, and I, I am Team Nick on the whole earthy, by the way. Yes. Like, it's, to me, earthy is like barnyard hay, I, not, not cow shit, but. Yes, it doesn't have to be cow shit. There are plenty of farms that smell like barnyard that don't even have animals, you know? Mm-hmm. So exactly. it's it's just one of those things, but um, I'm getting, um, uh, well, I'm sorry. I have, had, I have had manure to come through. Like a, a, a uncertain cigars, but generally when I say earthy, it's like soil, barnyard, like hay. Hey, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Manure is a totally different thing, and I, you're right. I have had it on maybe a couple of different ones. Typically, um, very dark maduros. You know, yeah, really, certainly. really those. You know, but um, this crux has a nice earthy component as well. A little bit of sweetness to it, and uh, you know. It's a good cigar. I mean, I haven't had it in this size, and uh, uh, I don't think I've had it as a box press. It's always been around, so I'm curious as to how that kind of impacts it. So, anyway. Getting the cigar lit up here. Now, Noah, I'm going to fill the listeners in on something here. And... uh, Let them know that you and I text back and forth quite frequently about a variety of different things. But one of the things... Uh, I'm sorry? I said, yes, uh, lately it's been fat guy sex. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, it's a a topic of conversation right now. But um, uh, one of the things that's consistent with us is Mm -hmm. um, dead celebrities. And this started... I don't even know when this started. This started a long while back. And yeah. I guess it was one of those episodes where uh, we were going back and forth debating whether or not this one celebrity had died or not. And um, you reached out and, and told me that either yes, they were or no, they weren't. And from there, every time a celebrity dies, you just send me a text with the word, hey, the name and an exclamation mark. And That's I can't right. I can't tell you. How many celebrities I have found out have bit the big one via those text messages? I'm like the Grim Reaper of really, TMZ. Good, you really are. Mm-hmm. And you're usually very, very quick with it. Like, you know, like I said, the first one that's letting me know that this has taken place. I mean, you're beating. Yeah, I, like, I like to bring some just a certain element of doom and gloom to every conversation. Okay, okay. Um, so, but I will admit, I, I've been beating you, I think, I, I think I'm ahead this year. Yeah, I had a rough patch there. I, you know, <laughs> if you're away from my, if you're away from your phone for any length of time, you know, you you really are like out of the loop on a lot of news, you know. For sure. And so, yeah, that's usually when you get me to it. If I'm not scrolling the gram and see something pop up or whatever it might be. I don't but think yeah, anybody. Bit, uh, I don't think anybody died today as we're recording. No, I think the last one I sent you was what Tina Turner or something. I, like I that? think it was Tina Turner. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember I sent you one. I, I, I'm trying to remember if this is accurate, but I had told you Bob Saget died. Yeah. And this was after you know he was invited on the show multiple times. Yeah, but I don't know if Jeff beat you to if he let you know before or what, but. Uh, that was that was a that was a very memorable one. Yeah, that one. Uh, well, yeah, because obviously that prompted all sorts of you know different conspiracies, including the yeah. fact that you know 
where was Jeff at the time of this taking place? Exactly. So yeah, yeah. Because and he died under fairly mysterious circumstances. Yes, like, seemed pretty healthy. He was in his bed, and you know. Yeah, and then the family they they didn't want any of the uh, what was it autopsy reports and and all that information coming out, so they kept it all very quiet. So. You know, so it, Jeff still is a person of interest. I, I'm, a, I'm I, oh, I'm a hundred percent convinced. Yeah, hundred percent convinced. Mm-hmm. So, um, but what I thought would be fun is to play a little game, and uh, hopefully this uh, isn't just like so obvious that, um, you know, it becomes lame. But uh, I, I I wanted to play a game of um, I'm going to name an actor, and. Uh, you know, actor, actress, celebrity. I'll name a celebrity. And, um, you know, if you need a little extra detail of who they are, I can I can inform you of this. But, um, you know, I want you to I want you to tell me if they're alive or not. OK, so alive or not. Alive or not. This, this, this could be like a new segment, you know, it could. I mean, it really could. Um, you know, it's it's it, I, I don't know. I mean, it depends on how much research somebody puts in, but. Um, All right, I'm excited. Let, let's get on with this. Okay, so the All first right. the first one is John Austin or Aston. John John, John Aston. Sorry. So that would be Sean Aston's father. Is that correct? Um, uh, you know what? It doesn't. No, bear. no show. It is. No show it is Sean Aston's father. Yes. Uh, so he's got to be up there. I'm gonna go on a limb here and say he's still alive. He is still alive. So John Aston played Gomez Adams in the Adams Family TV show, mm-hmm. yes. and he is currently ninety-three years old and uh, was born in Baltimore. Mm. So you got that okay. one going for you. Um, the next one that we're going to go what with. If any, what if any of these people die like tomorrow? It's going to be really see. fucked up. Yeah. But let's yeah. be real. Everyone on this list is fairly old, so okay. there's a real possibility of. Really, any one of these people going at any given time. Um, Plausible deniability. For sure. I mean, we're here recording. We didn't do it. I mean, then again, Jeff, you're, I don't know where I don't know where Jeff is. You're well, yeah, exactly. You're by phone, so I mean, I don't even technically know where you are. So, um, the next one we're going to go with is American singer songwriter Jerry Lee Lewis. Ooh. You know what? What's funny about this is I vaguely remember texting you, hey, Jerry, so I'm going to go with that. <laughs> You're correct. He died <laughs> in October of last year. So Now, he he is the Great Balls of Fire singer. He is. He is. And don't quote me on this. Don't. Uh, I want to believe married his 14-year-old cousin. Uh, 13-year-old cousin. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was giving him too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He married his 13-year-old cousin. Uh, Myra Gale Brown. So, Great Balls of Fire seems a little more fucked up now. <laughs> and that is 1957 hit. Whole lot of shaking going on. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, and the not so popular hit. I swear to God, I thought she was 18. Exactly. She's family. It's okay. Um, <laughs> now the next one. Let's be real. That that one's too easy. It was Dick Van Dyke. So I'm going to skip that one because. We know that you know the the listeners. He's fucking ninety seven, I think. I want to say yes, he is ninety seven, and he's married to like a fifty year old woman. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. 
and he's still active and shit. So, uh, you know, I, I think he, uh, I think he uh, still is going to be around for a little while. Yeah. He is still active. In fact, um, I'm pretty sure he was a consultant on the uh, WandaVision, the Marvel show on Disney plus he helped out as a consultant in the first episode when they were back in the like fifties time frame. And, you know, they've kind of based that oh. first episode on the Dick Van Dyke okay. show. So he kind of, yeah, okay. yeah, he helped him sense. out with that to tell him about different methods that they used for, for filming and for um, dealing with the black and white and all that. Hmm. So, yeah, there you go. It is very interesting. So the next one here is uh, Tippi Hedren. She's an actress, best known for um, being in The Birds, the Alfred Hitchcock movie in 1963. Okay. Yes, I'm familiar. Um, also, not one of Hitchcock's best. I mean, mm, at no. the end of the day, they're fucking birds, man. Like, yeah, but dude, you get attacked by a whole ton of them. I mean, that's going to be a thing. I, I like so, a bat. Like I don't know, <laughs> dude. Okay, all right. We're gonna take a quick pause. I'm gonna tell you a little story. So, this is 2005. I've moved away from college. I've moved back to um, the area that I'm living now, and my roommate that I had in college, he had already gotten his degree, moved up to this area, and gotten an apartment. So I moved in with him, and I was I was you know basically. He was a roommate in my place in college, and then I was a roommate in his place, you know, back home. And I was poor, you know, poor college student, just, you know, starting off. And my entertainment uh, on some weeknights was I would um, go to the, uh, the bread store that was near me, and I'd get a loaf of bread that was, you know, past the date that they were selling very, very cheap. And I'd go down to the park, and I'd feed the ducks because, you know, I like the ducks. I like feeding the sure. ducks. And, you know, there'd be geese and swans down there sometimes, too. And you feed everybody equally. No big deal. But mm-hmm. one day I go down there and I park my car, walk over to the bench. I sit down and it wasn't long at all. It was mere. It was if it was a minute, that was it. But it was it was no time at all. I have this goose charging at me and it's flapping its wings and it's going crazy. Right. And mm-hmm. so, you know, of course. You get up, you walk, you know, kind of start stepping back. Dude, this thing kept charging at me and charging at me. It chased me all the way to my car. I got in the car. I shut the door, and it's kind of beating its wings against the door for a minute before (laughs) it finally, like, goes away. And I'm thinking, what the fuck? This goose is, like, coming at me, right? And I watch it walk away as I'm, like, kind of backing out. I'm like, well, I guess I'm not feeding anybody tonight. I watch it walk away, and when I did, I noticed that underneath the bench – there were three little goose babies. So apparently they were chilling out underneath the bench. I didn't see them. I sat down and I was sitting like essentially on top of them. And the uh, goose did not like that. So, yeah, let me tell you, when you're attacked by a a goose or whatever, the birds suddenly becomes a much scarier movie. Okay. I mean, I'll I'll give you that. Mm -hmm. So we have learned that they are protective of their young. Very much so. Geese are dicks. That's what it boils down to. And yeah, I think, and it's either geese or swans. I don't remember which one. But, uh, and and I'm sure a listener is going to fact check this. And if I'm wrong on both of them, then they're going to definitely let me know that. But I thought one of them, at like the kind of the, the elbow joint of their wing, 
they've got like a little barb to where when they're flapping their wings and hitting you with their wings, they're actually scratching the shit out of you with that barb, you know? So it's almost like the little barb on the Velociraptor's feet, you know, the little talon. That's, that's, yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking. So, there you go. Anyway, so Tippy Hedron. <laughs> I forgot we were doing this. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. She's dead. She's actually alive. Ninety-three well, years old. Okay. So. Fair enough. She's older. Now the next one you probably know because he's actually been fairly active is Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. Yeah, he was a consultant. Um, did, I think they did, or he was maybe he was even involved in like producing it but they did like a netflix or a hulu uh history of the world part two that was hulu yes and yes he yeah. was involved in that and they keep so, yeah. threatening space balls too but that never seems to come to fruition that's uh you know mel brooks like you could not make half of those movies today no shit like, man it's it's a treasure blazing and, saddles is one of the best movies but you're right it'll never ever get like yeah. i mean you can't revisit that Here's an interesting Mel Brooks trivia. Okay. His son is named Max Brooks, and he wrote uh, World War Z. Oh, the zombie he, thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he's he was involved in World War Z. Well, interesting. I don't know if he I don't know if he had much to do with the movie, but he wrote the book anyway. All right then. Um, the next one here we'll go with is um, June Lockhart. She was, she was the mother on Lassie and Lost in Space. Oh, that's that's obscure, Mr. Miller. I mean, uh, you know. I'm gonna go alive. She is alive, 97 years old. 97. It's because it's because Lassie's been uh, fucking saving her ass. <laughs> exactly. He keeps telling everybody what well she's down. Yeah, so. you know that the concept of that show has always bothered me. <laughs> like. <laughs> You know, like, how did this, this family not get, like, you know, talked to by social services? Like, well, yeah, their kid was in Tim, trouble every week. Yeah, Timmy, Timmy's in the well. No, it's okay. We we got the rough cow. Yeah. yeah. Tim, <laughs> Tim, Timmy's trapped in a field and about to get run over by a combine. Oh, Lassie took care mm-hmm. of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Now, this next one, again, you probably, you might know this, but we're going to ask it. Burt Bacharach. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. He died yeah, February of this year at 93. Um, Gene Shalit. He was uh, on the Today Show. And, oh, you know, he's is the, he the mustache he's guy. He's the mustache guy. Um, That's a tough one. I'm going to go alive. Again, he is alive, 97. So, that seems to be the most common age, 93 and 97. 93 and 97 seems to be about the uh, about the window there. So, um, all right, we'll do this one. Uh, Noam Chomsky. He's a linguist, philosopher, cognitive scientist, historian, social critic, and political activist. I'm going to say alive, and I'm going to say 97. 94, but you're right. So, all right then. Um, Barbara Eden, best known as Jeannie in I Dream of Jeannie. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll go alive. Alive in 91. You're right. Um, Pope Benedict the um, 
16th. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, he died uh, December 31st of last year, 95. He, I believe, is probably... He's the first pope to resign since Gregory the Twelfth in fourteen fifteen, and yeah, and I think I think it was health reasons, but that was quite a while ago. It so was, he, yeah. He hung on there for quite a while. Yeah, he. Uh, uh, it was twenty thirteen that he stepped down. Mm-hmm. So lack of citing a lack of strength of mind and body due to his advanced age. So well, okay. you know what? The, the, the good news is he could have become president of the United States. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is true. Chipping yeah. on the stage. Um, <laughs> Pat Robertson, seven hundred mm. club. Uh, I'm gonna go alive. Ninety three. You're crushing it. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these are really obvious. Like Francis Ford Coppola's on this list. Well, I he's not even all that old, is he? He's gonna be like in his eighties. Uh, eighty four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tony Bennett. Okay, Tony Bennett, I saw in concert, like, fuck, this must have been, like, 2005. Okay. And I didn't think he – the reason I got tickets to that, I was like, well, he's not going to be around much longer. But he's – yeah, he he was still going, and he's still – he's to answer the question, he's still alive. But he uh, he was still performing up until, like, a year or two ago, and he got Alzheimer's, I believe. Oh, so okay. So, so hopefully he remembered where he left his heart. <laughs> well, he's ninety six, so that heart could give out at any moment. Um, mm-hmm. Bob Newhart's on the list, but we both know that he's alive. Yeah. Although realistically, um, he's an, he's also ninety three. So, mm-hmm. a lot of people in their nineties here. And you know, Bob Newhart, like. Always looked old. He's one of those guys that almost looked like he was born old, like yeah. or just married to somebody like that. You know, <laughs> this is true. This yeah. is true. Like, well, yeah, that, every show I've ever seen him in, he looked old. That's what's kind of crazy. You look back at like Cheers, and you're looking at the actors and whatnot. They're all in their like late twenties and mid up to like their mid thirties, for mm-hmm. the most part. I mean, Coach wasn't, but even Coach, he wasn't super old. When Cheers was being filmed. So, you know, but everybody looks so much older in that show. I mean, you know, Frasier, I'm wanting to say Frasier was like maybe 30, 32 or whatever. Yeah. When that was crazy. Going on. Like when we were kids and they came out, we're watching and we're thinking they're so old, you know. Mm-hmm. And they're younger than we are now. It's really crazy. But, mm-hmm. okay. So you crushed it on the uh, celebrity thing. Um, so now. I would, I, I would what, like to add. Yeah. Before we close this bit out, I would like to add a couple names to this list. Okay. Okay. Um, Henry Kissinger somehow is still fucking alive. I was gonna. Yeah. Add, I was gonna pivot this to talk about people that like were surprised are still around. You know. Yeah. He's. I believe he just turned a hundred. Wow. You know what? But like, let's Google. Okay. Let's Google here. So. Yeah, Henry. Whoop. Henry. Kissinger. He is indeed 100 years old. You're right. Yeah. And I think he was at least part of a book recently, like he wrote a passage or something. It's just, he's one of those people you think of like, just as like long gone, like, because he was involved with like Nixon and shit. Oh, yeah. 
He was he was the Secretary of State and National Security Advisor under Nixon and okay, let's bring up the uh, and Gerald Ford. He negotiated yeah, he the was. ceasefire in Vietnam, got the Nobel Peace Prize in 1973. I mean, hell, his family fled Nazi Germany in 1938. That's what I'm saying, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, hundred years, man. So no, and, and to to pivot from that. Carter, I don't know how Carter's still alive. Oh, I know, I know. He had like he's had like brain cancer for like two years. I mean, it's all that clean living and peanuts, I guess. That's 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 what it is, yeah. You know, and uh, building houses for the uh, humanity there. You know, and Jeff has said it before, and I agree with him. I think Jimmy Carter, for as bad of a president as he was, he's probably the best example we have of a president in retirement, you know, mm. he's probably done more good in retirement after his presidency than, than during his time in office. Here's a question for you. Okay. Any, any president dead or alive, you had to pick one. Who are you smoking a cigar with? Oh my gosh. Um, that's an interesting question. Um, I'd probably I'm I'm fascinated with the Kennedy era, you know, mm-hmm. specifically the Cuban Missile Crisis and everything mm-hmm. else going on with that. That's so a good choice. I'd I think. probably I think Kennedy's my safe bet there, um, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, if if I got to take like a flyer and go out on a limb and say somebody different than Kennedy, um. Nixon might be fun for no other reason than to sit and listen to him just motherfuck people. Oh, yeah. Bitter, you, bitter, bitter. Yeah. You know, I want to hear what he has to say about everybody because you know he's just going to sit there and just rip into everybody and just express himself. So Nixon could be fun for that reason. But I think I think Kenneth, JFK is probably the top choice. Yeah, I think so. I, I think that's Vegas money. Yeah, exactly. Um, Clinton... Clinton, Clinton would be an interesting one just because, you know, of what he does. Yeah, but cigar. where is the cigar? That's the thing. I mean, where are we smoking the cigar? The freaking Hustler Club? Now, that is one that you might taste manure on. <laughs> and, I mean, it all depends. Did it cross the street and go to the sewage plant, or did it just stay at the playground? You never know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think the greatest fucking move ever by Cigar Aficionado was putting him on the cover. <laughs> so... Another funny little fun fact there. Um, they used to sell these tubes um, that had cigars in them with, like, the presidential seal. And they would sell them at, like, the gift shop at the White House. They'd have them on Air Force One. Um, they sold them at the Pentagon with, like, the military seals on them and everything like that. And it was just something you could buy at a gift shop. And, uh, you know, there's a... Uh, there's a cigar manufacturer that I know that that actually produced those those cigars and uh, you know um, Jose Dominguez. But anyway, um, oh. <laughs> and uh, it was after the whole Clinton situation came to light. Can't get mm-hmm. those cigars. They they don't do that anymore. You gotta fucking root it for everybody. I know, right? He used to be able to buy cigars in the White House gift shop until you know that went down. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, so how how's your cigar treating you so far? Oh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how far are you in? 
not very far. I'm still within the first third here, but you know, it's smoking like a champ. My burn line is really great. I don't really have any wind through here for the most to speak of. So the uh, burn line has been really razor tight. The draw on it's been great, which has been nice because typically with torpedoes, I always have to like cut it again because I never mm. take enough off. But this time, just I... like a just like a haircut, you can always take more. You can't exactly. Less, so. You don't want to go too short. You just want to take a little bit and then see where you're at. What about you? Um, good. The spice is really kicking up. I'm about I'm about the same. About the uh, just finishing up the first third there. Burn line's good, giving off tons of smoke. It, uh, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good cigar. Probably one of my, actually, this is the first time I've had this one. But okay. Probably already, already probably one of my favorite Camachos, I would say. There you go. Yeah, I know the Triple Maduro is a big one at uh, Riverman. A lot of people really like the Triple Maduro. I tend to think that's just a little too much for me. Like that one in the, um, what is it, the M81 from Drew Estates, the, the Metallica cigar. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's, the Camacho it, blue, the Camacho blue label. I think it's their Ecuador one. That one's a fucking powerhouse, especially in the robusto. Really, retro, retro handling that one for whatever reason. I don't know. It's just I'll put hair on your chest. Hmm. <laughs> well, and I, I, I want to say their uh, red label. Did you? Did you yeah, I say, speaking of retro hail, <laughs> there's some spice on the uh, Crex Epicure on the retro hail here. So that's where the. Uh, the Nicaraguan spice is hiding out in this cigar. Yeah, it's usually where it is. Yeah, they have the red label Corojo that's a pretty good powerhouse too. And I, I want to say, like a year or so ago, when they were doing their uh, the Cigar Authority was gonna was listing their strongest cigars on the market. I think the Camacho Corojo like placed like I want to say top three. Oh really? Yeah. I did. I I actually smoked that. Not like on the regular, but when I pop by Total Wine and hit up their humidor, a lot of times that's one of the ones that I'll grab from there is mm-hmm. uh, is the Camacho uh, Corojo, the Red Band one. Yeah. Yep. Well, very good. Well, Are you, uh, you pairing with anything, Mr. Miller? Uh, iced tea. I don't have anything I, fancy I, going. I could have guessed that. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> uh, I got some, like, an impulse buy. I, brought, I bought some... Jalapeno cornbread flavored moonshine. Okay, <laughs> like it just sounded so weird, you know. <laughs> and um, it's not the best. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought that jalapeno yeah. cornbread moonshine would not be a stellar beverage choice? But live and learn, live and learn. Hey, you know what? You're like me. You see something new, and you're just like, I have to try it because it could be my new favorite thing. That's right. That's the lucky letters, man. Yeah, every time. Every time. Yep, every time I go to the grocery store. You're kind of you're kind of coming in a little weird there, Noah. Oh. No, your signal's kind of weird. Have you moved? No. Okay. I don't know. You want to say something there? And yeah, I was gonna say yeah. here. Let me, let me, let's do this. Let me hang up. Call you right back. See if we can get a better connection going. Okay, hang on. 
Okay, we're going to try this. Technology, guys, it, it's, it's always a bitch. We're going to try and reconnect here. Hey, who is this? Yeah, you're back, and you're better. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. <laughs> who is this? Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Apple. I know. I was just telling everybody, I'm like, you know, technology, it's always a, it's always fun. But um, mm -hmm. anyway, so, all right. So well, the signal, the signal is new and improved now. It, there, it's much better. Exactly. Oh, so perfect. Yeah. I always try to do that. So like anytime there's the new flavors, of M&Ms or any of the candies and shit like that, you know, you never know. It could be your new favorite snack. Typically. And I tell you what, not, but that, that palate test you did with the cereal. Fucking, yeah. That should be on your resume. <laughs> it's one of my favorite shows because yeah, it, it went down so well. Yeah, it's a. Uh, you ate cereal and Gator ate humble pie. <laughs> he did, and and you know what? He did buy me the uh, Ashton ESG. So, um, mm. I'll give him credit for that. He he did fine cigar. He did suck it up and actually give me the uh, the cigar that he owed me. So you know that's good. But it was good. Um, especially given the price point, I was kind of thinking that it was going to be one of those things where it took a while, but he was quick. You no, know, that's it. a very that's a very underrated cigar, I must say. It is because here's the it thing: get enough love. No, because the wrapper on it is the it's. I mean, everybody who goes crazy for the Opus X, I mean, it's using a lot of the same tobacco as the Opus X. It's just mm -hmm. you know not branded as yeah. such, so. And no. a lot more, a lot more readily available than the Opus X. For sure, for sure. Although, so. do, do you know how much those after that fire they had? Yeah. Oh man, they're you're not gonna be able to touch those. No, the aftermarket on those is gonna go nuts. Yeah. I mean, it was already crazy with people. You know, I mean, every time Dan gets in Opus X over at Riverman, there's always inevitably somebody that comes in, and you just know they're buying some just for the purpose of going online and trying to resell it and yeah. it's obnoxious but what are you going to do you know you're making your money and i know some retailers um when they get them in um they'll they'll mark them up they'll actually put the markup you know on the cigar so they can capture some revenue i don't necessarily know if i buy you know think that's a great idea i think you know if you have a formula as a retailer and you uh have your typical markup that you do you know, don't don't go additional just because it's something rare that people, you know, will pay extra money for. I think I, I don't know. That feels a little gougy to me. But yeah, that's um, a, yeah, you took the word out of my mouth. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. But um, you know, nonetheless, yeah, you're right. With that fire, it's going to be the the aftermarket on that's just going to be insane. Mm hmm. But. Well, why don't we now go ahead and jump into this. We all need to live united, but one must go. Brought to you by United Cigars, makers of La Giana Havana, Abuelo, Red Anchor, Firecracker, and of course, United Cigars. Distributors of Jose Dominguez, Garofalo, Montoza, and Terra Nova, and the highly acclaimed Atabay, Byron, and Bandolero. Buy United, Smoke United, Live United, United Cigars. Now, that that intro just prompted me to or reminded me of something. You mm. just had it at a bay. I did. I was feeling fancy, yes. You were obviously feeling fancy. Let's talk about your first at a bay experience. Um, yes. Uh, so I heard a lot about them, you know, for a long time. 
but I was kind of turned off by I thought they might be too mild. Yeah. Okay. And for that price point, generally I would go like a Padron, you know, 50th or um, uh, the hell, um, selected, what else did the selected tobacco? The uh, uh, the Grand Poemo, what's that called? Um, the Byron or uh, the Bandolero? Byron, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Byron. Yeah. So, so traditionally I'd smoked the Byron, but I thought, you know, I've never had an Adamantic event. And I, would, I could not have been happier with that. It was so so complex so many flavor changes just like the cigar smoked itself was phenomenal see that's the thing about the atabay is that you're right strength wise it's not it's not a killer but mm. it's the flavor components that you get from an atabay that are just lights out yeah it's just yeah just a truly great cigar probably top three i've ever had in my life i would say that's great i'm glad to hear yeah. that so, it was a, it was, a bir- it was a birthday cigar, so you gotta you gotta celebrate. That's it right. You did just have a birthday. Happy birthday! Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. And how old are we now? Oh God, it troubles me to say, but uh, uh, thirty nine. Ah, see, whatever. I've still got a couple years on you. You're fine. Yeah, yeah. I got a lot of street miles on me, though. I'll tell you, city miles. Forty is not the big deal that everybody tells you it is or acts like 40 is not the big deal for whatever reason 41 was the big deal yeah Hmm. it's like once you cross into the 40s that's when suddenly it's like you wake up and you're like oh my back is killing me and you know whatever and i'll say that like 41 is also where not to get all like deep and dark and morbid or anything but that's when like all the kind of or like thoughts in my head of like Oh my gosh! How much time do I have left? What do I want to accomplish? You know this and that, like, you know, all this kind of stuff starts kicking in with forty-one. Shit. So, <laughs> I'm just saying, enjoy thirty-nine and forty, bud, because forty-one <laughs> is when it kicked in for me. So, <laughs> were, were you that way with your thirties? Like, was thirty-one harder for you than thirty? No, my thirties were fine. I had no <laughs> issue whatsoever with my thirties for whatever reason. Forty <laughs> for forty. And like I said, 40 was no big deal either. Um, I I had an awful lot going on at 40, so maybe it was one of those situations where um, because I had so much going on, I really didn't process that, you know, I didn't think too hard about it. It was just another birthday. But 41, things had kind of settled down enough and whatever to where, yeah, 41 is when a lot of that shit kind of like kicked in. Well, I, I, you know, that is depressing, but De Niro, <laughs> De Niro and Pacino both had kids at like 79 and 82, so. Which is kind of fucked up. I'm sorry. that that It's very fucked up. It's really fucked up because I don't, th- that's not fair to those kids at all because they, they, they're never going to know their dad. No, but they can share diapers. <laughs> that's true. They can it's save on the diapers. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like, I just Pacino, Pacino like he's got like this twenty-eight-year-old girlfriend or whatever. Yeah, and, and he had the audacity to be like, uh, "I want a paternity test." Oh my god! Oh like, my god! You know, well, it and... turns out it, it turns out it was Fredo's kid. Ah, Fredo, <laughs> my brother. No, it, um, it was it was definitely Pacino, and uh, it's disgusting. You know, the thing about that though, too. At 48, that's not really safe for her to be having kids. 
No, I think I think she's like twenty eight. Oh, I thought you said forty eight. No. Okay, 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 no. okay. Oh, twenty eight. Yeah, she's in the yeah. window. But yeah, forty. Okay, never mind. I misheard you. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah. So, well, do you have a one must go that you want to uh, uh, present you to know, the group? I, I get a couple ideas. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's hard to get like four. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you, you can think of like a couple. You can and do like, three. You can do. I mean, you know. Okay. All right. Fine. Uh, it let's doesn't try have to, to be four. Let's try to stay topical. Um, oh boy. It's not going to be fucking fat guy sex. Was, that's was that. I, I appreciate that. I think we've beaten that dead horse into the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. One must go. You and you have veto power if this sounds stupid, but um, whatever. June bugs, mosquitoes. Spiders, summertime bugs. What's going on? That's a rough one, actually. It shouldn't be a rough one, but it is a rough one because I really dislike spiders. Mm -hmm. June bugs, June bugs will stay because they're annoying as hell, but they're harmless. They're just gross and harmless. Yeah, I I think I've got to go with mosquitoes. So you're getting rid of mosquitoes. I think I'm getting rid of mosquitoes because I'll be honest, you know, when my day comes and I'm standing at the, hopefully standing at the pearly gates, at least before they kick me down, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, <laughs> when I'm standing there, the one question I have to ask is what was the fucking point of the mosquito? The only That's thing what... I can think of is that it just transfers disease. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, depending on where you are, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, like bats eat a shit ton of them, right? There's other bugs and mosquitoes that bats can eat. They can eat moths. They can eat all kinds of different things. Same with frogs. I I mean, there's so many damn mosquitoes that I think it makes up a fair portion of their diet. Uh, kind of like kind of like those whales that eat those tiny like what are they called? Uh, Oh, the krill or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like that. They, they just eat such mass quantities of them. So I think if you're getting rid of mosquitoes, it might have some sort of like butterfly effect, ripple effect, ecosystem. Uh, June yeah. bugs, I don't think serve much of a fucking purpose, and they're only here for like a month or two. That's true. I think they're already pretty much done here. Yeah. Now we got the them fairly was, early. I feel like the thing about yeah, well, yeah, up here we did too because it was so wet. Yeah. For a while. Um, the thing about mosquitoes is there's ways to get rid of them like you were talking about. Um, you were shrilling for that company earlier. Oh, yeah, Thermocell mm-hmm. creates the little 20-foot barrier around me. Yeah, they could sponsor. <laughs> they're a good sponsor. Um, you can't really do anything about spiders. I mean, no. they come when you're sleeping, got, doing God knows what, you know. This is true. I just encountered uh, one earlier today. I was moving a box, and it was on yeah. the box. Terrifying. I, I remember seeing arachnophobia when I was a kid. Yeah, it, like it, that's stuck with me. Um, you strike me as a guy that, because of all the tea you drink, they could probably just taste it through your skin. So you, the mosquitoes are probably all about you. Oh, mosquitoes love me. I, that's you know, I, between everything. Yeah, no. If we're ever, if anybody's ever sitting out with me, they're gonna be just fine because they will be drawn a hundred percent to me. It's just, it's obnoxious. And I've tried every damn thing out there. You know, um, every stupid gimmick of a mosquito repellent you can think of. You know, Off came out with that stupid belt clip thing. 
Yeah, you could, you could <laughs> remember that. You could clip it to no, your belt, and it would like create this like force field around you. Well, it was it was bullshit. You know, it was just this thing <laughs> clipped to your belt. And how have I never it, heard of this? Oh, this was when would this have been? Maybe two thousand and twelve kind of time frame, I guess, when I was using that. And uh, uh, it was it was worthless. I barely used it. Um, Please tell me you wore it with your kilt. I didn't have the kilt at the time. Uh-oh. No, I did not. <laughs> I did not. But, um, you know, but then off, like the actual spray, I hate Deep Woods off because, oh, man. dude, it stinks. It's It makes you so wet and tacky, like on your mm-hmm. skin and everything. And I always have to shower off before I go to bed when I go inside after sitting out and smoking cigars because, you know, the last thing in the world I want to do is have my bed and sheets and pillow and mattress just soaking in all that deep, you know. Um, Especially but, when you have nine terrors. Yeah, I know, right? The man in the top hat's going to get me and smother me in deep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, right now the thermocell's doing well. And I'll tell you, I so I got my fire pit um, this year, and I was using that a lot in the early spring when it was still cool out at night. And... Just the natural smoke coming from the firewood repelled yeah. a ton of bugs. Now, it was early enough in the year that I don't know if mosquitoes were all that terribly bad at that point yet, but I I didn't get very many bites, if any, during that period of time either. So I'm going to say that that helped. Yeah, I have fairly good luck just with cigar smoke and the bug zapper to where mm-hmm. it's like they're out there, but, you know, they just kind of blend in, you know? Yeah. Um, so I have I a bug might... zapper. It's just, I don't have anywhere good to hang it. Mm. So I think I might have to go with spiders to be honest with you. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, I mean, they're there that we should in a perfect world, we'd have none of these things, but true. I'm, I'm going to get, I'm going to get rid of spiders, you know, but then there's those little cute ones that you see i've seen the meme it's the little cute fuzzy spider and it says something like you know you hate me but you know you're just i look at you and you're the roommate that i've been living with for the last three or four years or something like that and uh you know you feel a little bad for the little fuzzy ones no no not so much (laughs) (laughs) all right well there we go so you're getting rid of spiders i'm getting rid of mosquitoes the One Must Go segment was brought to you by United Cigars. United we smoke. Okay. You know, I, I got to interject here. I think I prefer the one with Jerry Pulaski over the... <laughs> over, the <laughs> over the hateful shrew. Yeah. It, it just seemed, he seemed, you know, more engaging and just... You know, you, you know he, he were, you were definitely not out of his league you know what i mean this is true i was you know i i am not uh you know we were we were on the same level or at least mm-hmm. uh yeah whatever so yeah i was not not in uh his level as i was told but um yeah no i agree i agree um is she, is she she's a local st louis gal right yes yes so pulpit fest i think a group of us should go in like Agar house or something I mean, I don't want to be present, and I'm not going to say yes or no here on the cast <laughs> for court purposes or anything like that. But uh, I, I, yeah, you know, I mean, if it were to happen, then boy, that would really suck for her. <laughs> She's probably trying to just find some new fucking pass passwords for Hulu right now. You know, I hope so. I hope so. Although, um, 
you know, it's it's my understanding that she ended up back with her old boyfriend. So maybe he's got Hulu and she can uh, she can deal with that. So whatever, Fair enough. whatever. Case you know. or us Hey, you know what? Uh, apparently, going back to the guy that cheated on you multiple times was more her level. So whatever. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. Yeah, um, <laughs> so you got, I, you got a sound bite. So I, you know what? And and look for what it's worth. She had a good voice. So I, it is very soothing. It works out. So, mm. um, so I'm at the halfway point of my cigar, and I'm still digging it. The uh, the earthy tone is still there. There's a little bit of spice that's crept into the smoking experience now, um, and uh, it's just all around. I I really enjoy the Crux uh, uh, Guild. It's the orange band for anyone who's in the humidor and looking at the Crux cigars and trying to determine which one I'm talking about. It's the one with the orange and gold and white band. What about you? Uh, yeah, the, I'm getting a lot of black pepper notes, especially through the nose. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting slight notes of jalapeno cornbread. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would hope so. Mm-hmm. I would think that the jalapeno cornbread mixed with the natural spice of a Nicaraguan cigar probably is creating quite the spicy in, in, yeah. situation yeah. there. It's- it's a, it's a pairing, yeah, it's a pairing for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it it kind of any time I smoke a Nicaraguan puro, I, you you had turned me on to the um, Reserva Real Nicaragua. Oh yeah, and that that that's just where I go to when I'm really craving that. I need another Nicaragua. box of those things. I haven't yeah. had a box of those in a little while, and uh, those were just my great everyday. You know, mm-hmm. just I just want a cigar and, or driving cigar or something like that because, dude, yeah. the that Reserva Real Nicaragua is just such a you know great blend and uh, it just smokes so wonderfully. Yeah, it uh, it scratches the edge for exactly, sure. Exactly, exactly. Um, well, why don't we go ahead and get into the Villager Entertainment segment here, and that's brought to us by the fine folks at. Villiger cigars. Um, I, th- I thought you had a soundbite. Uh, I, you know what? I do. Hang on a second. Um, I gotta bring it up here. Um, it's on my phone, so I don't know if you're gonna be able to hear it because I think technically oh. it's gonna play that way. But okay. we'll uh, we'll see here. Let me see if I can do this while you're on the phone. I don't know. The Villiger. This spot is brought to you by Villiger cigars. If you haven't tried them, you're missing out. Find yourself a Villager Cigar. You can go to their website and log in and find the store locator. Find out where they are. If you don't have it in your local brick and mortar, go in and ask for it. There you go. If you don't have it in your local brick and mortar, go in and ask for it. It's uh, um, great cigars. You d- I was hoping to have some in my humidor because um, I I won a contest recently. <laughs> I don't, and I don't know if it's like a post office issue or no. what. But doesn't seem to be here. I mean, I it is really It is a post office issue, specifically the fact that I haven't gotten to said post office with your with your box yet. So, no, that's oh, that's, okay. that's on me. Um, okay, that's It's all prepped. I just need to uh need to do it. And you know, the sad part is I'm at three post offices every Wednesday um dropping off newspapers. So, there's really not a good excuse other than the fact that <laughs> on Wednesday mornings I walk out of the door and leave your package and a couple of other packages sitting there that really really do need to get out. But uh nope, that that's on me. I've never had a villager and I was all excited. 
You're going to have a Villiger. You're going to have, uh, what, three? I think it was three Villiger cigars or three or four. I don't remember. It was a little multi-pack and then the three-finger case. You're going to get that, too. Yeah. Uh, at, at some point, this should uh, start accruing a VIG, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I might be able to pull that off, too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But then I got to pull that off for the other guys. And you know what, too? That means I also have to crack open those boxes and add more shit to them. So it might add to the uh, time frame. Um, I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll and see. you need to stock, you need to stock up on cigars because, from what I understand, you are giving everybody that comes to Pulpit Fest some cigars, too. Um, I mean, typically in years past, there have been cigars at Pulpit mm. Fest. Yes, actually. Oh, um, okay. You know, on Friday night when we. Uh, uh, get together at Top Shooters. That uh, that does tend to happen. So you know there are oh. there are cigars involved. So well, yeah, okay. yeah. No, you're 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 thinking you're trying you're thinking you're yeah. trying to put me on the spot, and in reality, yeah. you're you're actually more accurate than you realize. So Shoot. there you go. Oh. <laughs> all the all the more reason to come. There you go. So uh, what are you uh, what are you watching these days? Uh, okay, so and I think I texted you about this too. So there's this show I never heard of it. It came out I want to say in 2022. Okay. And it's called it's called From, right? Yes. It it's it's fucking phenomenal in the sense that it just like from the first scene you're like drawn in, right? Okay. And you have no idea what's going on. And I, I believe I I'm trying to think what network I want to say it was Amazon TV or something Fire something like that. All right. Apple TV. Apple TV. Apple TV. And so they, there's two seasons out, and so I don't even think the first season's available anymore. I think they were just had it out for like a month or something, so oh. I binged it, which I never do. But I just couldn't. It was like a good book. I just couldn't put it down. So I just I want to say it was like ten episodes the first season. Okay. And um, it's uh, it just yeah pulls you right in. They I think it's on. They want you to subscribe to like. I want to say it's called like MGM Plus or something to get the. That's what where the show is actually on. Is it okay? I'll have to look for it. I don't. I don't know. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm sure there's probably. I'm not very tech savvy, but that's I'm sure okay. there's probably a, a way you can get it like legally or otherwise. But yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So you get pulled in. I don't know if you ever saw Lost. Okay. Nah. I. You know. I tried, but okay. it just the first season. It was just. It was so weird, and so I just, yeah. I just didn't. Normally, it's something like that. I, it's one of those ones. Maybe I'll have to revisit, but I'll be honest. No, I did not finish. Yeah, it gives you a headache. It, it, it's a tough show. Yeah, like, it's uh, uh, so one of the main. I want to say he's a producer or a writer from that show, is involved in this, and so is one of the main actors from Lost. I can't think of his name. Uh, okay, but he's the uh, main actor in the show. The the black guy. I can't think of his name. Okay. Yeah. So basically, it kind of reminds me of like this old Twilight Zone episode where there's this uh, this town, and you go there, honest. It's just like an unassuming town, and you get out, and once you cross this like threshold, you can't leave this town. Huh. And so, and at nighttime, all these monsters come out and kill you. Oh shit! But okay. But the but the monsters are like just look like humans. So there's just like human looking monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's phenomenal. And the only thing that keeps them away, they're only in this town 
and what keeps them away is like the symbol you put outside of your building, like the talisman or whatever it's called. Yeah. And so we don't know anything about this town or these monsters and people are coming from all the world, all over the country, just winding up in this town. And we don't know why we're trying to get out. They can't, we don't really know anything, but it's just so captivating that it draws you right in. So I finished that first season. And then the other night I watched, actually I binged this too. It was, um, I want to say discovery plus, and it was called uh, something like The Mysterious Case. It was like a documentary, like a six-part documentary. The Mysterious Case of Natalie Grace or something. Okay. It's got it's kind of like a true crime. Like, it, it's really fucked up. It's, it's, is it it's like, worth a watch. Is it actually true crime or is it like... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's... Basically, there's this family that adopted this little person. Okay, right? Yeah. And she was claiming she was from the Ukraine. She was claiming that she was like four or five or something. But she, they take her to shower, and she already has like pubic hair and stuff. Oh shit! So, yeah, and then she's having her period. So it's a whole thing, and it ruins this this kid. Like, if you ever saw the movie The Orphan, I did like, not know. She basically tries to kill the family, <laughs> and then like. <laughs> Okay. And then you're finding out there's more to it. Like then the parents are like involved. It's it, it's really it's it, it's Tiger King esque in the sense that all these characters are all like fucked up. And, Interesting. Like, you, you just hate every one of them in a different way, and they're all just pathetic. But it's it's cringe, but it's it's good. So that's what I've been watching. All right. Well, I'll have to check both of those out. They actually both sound pretty interesting. Yeah, um, I, I think they'd be up your alley, honestly. Okay. Okay. I'm almost done with uh, the Larry Sanders show. I actually watched some of that today. I'm down to the final episode um, that I still need to watch of that. And then at that point, I can move on and get out of the early to mid 90s, you know, era yeah. that I've been spending time in. But it was uh, a good time. It was a, it was a good time in the early 90s. You know what? There, that show, there's it's really interesting to watch because you're looking at it and you're like, that guy's dead. That guy's dead. Mm-hmm. That guy's career is dead. <laughs> haven't seen that guy in forever. Oh, there's Phil Hartman. I really miss Phil Hartman, you know, and whatever. And then there's Jeffrey Tambor, who you're just like, oh, yeah, he did Arrested Development after this. And then what was the show that he did where he was the drag? Was he drag or trans? I can't remember. He Jeffrey did... Tambor? Yeah. That's not ringing a bell. Um, I could, I, I could, the funny thing is I could see that, though. <laughs> yeah, he did one where he was dressed, he was either dressing like a woman or he was, transitioning i can't remember and that was relatively recent i think but uh yeah it's you know, it's just kind of crazy here's here's a, a question maybe for your google okay um so phil hartman did like a murder suicide with his wife right or something like that she right? killed him he didn't kill her she he she killed him but they both died right i am pretty sure they both died i think it was i think she killed him and then she killed herself Okay, so that would be a murder suicide. Yes, but it, I just yeah. want to clarify that she's the one who did it, not him. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I want to say, and again, this is a question for your uh, Google. I think it has an Eau Claire, Wisconsin connection, which is the town I'm from. I don't know if it happened Eau Claire, or maybe their kid went to school in Eau Claire where it happened. There's something to do with Eau Claire. Um, I don't know. I, I want to... I don't even know how you could look that up. But. I'm Googling Phil Hartman, Wisconsin. 
Um, the couple had no children of their own and raised Bergen, Bergen and Sean in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and okay, then Adena, Minnesota. So, okay. yeah, I guess... Uh, I didn't make that up then. Nope, nope. I guess... Uh, um, yep. So I guess their kids must have gone on to... Yeah, somehow or another, they 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 must have ended up in Wisconsin and uh, and then Minnesota. So yeah, Eau Claire is a big college town, so I wonder if they went just college here or something. I don't know. I don't know, but there you go. Well, you got a connection to Phil Hartman there. Now I yeah. do I do still need to catch up on um, uh, the Righteous Gemstones because that third season is oh, coming season. very rapidly. Yeah, yeah, I need to fucking finished uh, i'm like five episodes behind on succession from this last season i okay so i am i don't know how many episodes there were total in this current season um but uh i'm i just the one that i the last one that i watched was the one where um spoiler alert for anybody who's who's watching succession and isn't caught up um well wait a minute where are you in succession I, I want to say I have like five episodes left. I'm trying to think of the last episode I saw. Um, the last one I saw was The Wedding. Okay, so I'm like two after that. Okay, 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 okay. So you know what happens in The Wedding episode. Yeah, I sent you a, I, I sent you a Hey Logan Roy text. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. And that's and that's right. That's what I was bitching because this um, uh, journalism uh, group called... Um, pointer they send out a roundup email every day of um different or neiman labs that's what it was not pointer neiman labs they send out a uh, roundup email with links about different stories about within the industry kind of thing and they had a freaking obituary for logan roy in this and i'm just like you sons of bitches like i haven't watched it yet and you're like putting out an obituary for a fake character it's like what are you doing but yeah so anyway nope I got, I was I was spoiled that way, but yeah, that was the last episode that I watched. Yeah, so hopefully I'll get done with that in time for Gemstones because I love that show too. Yeah, I I I need to finish. I I just need to finish Succession and I need to uh, power through Gemstones real quick before. But Gemstones is one of those shows that I can sit and just binge it. Uh, I yeah. actually did that with the first season, and because it's just it's just so wonderfully written oh. and the characters are just just fucking ridiculous for, for me what makes that show is baby billy <laughs> like, <laughs> I, just, I just could not get enough of him <laughs> oh <clears throat> baby billy i yeah. i always liked um when john goodman would come in and he was like the voice of reason with all these other people but then mm-hmm. you know he's he's this coming off as this nice sweet evangelical kind of guy but man he's he's fucking gangster though too you know mm-hmm. like found that out last season, yeah. yeah it's like when he turns it on he can just he can yeah he's just oh wait so you found that out in season two the, oh did, did you say you haven't watched season two no i haven't watched season two yet oh fuck Okay. No. no okay. All right. Well, no, that's fine. I, 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 that tells me that I've got more John Goodman to enjoy. So no, I'm happy yeah, about that. But like it, yeah. yeah. But okay. Good. 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 So. And if you if you like righteous stones, 
the the same people like Danny McBride and a lot of the same characters yeah. and producers are involved and in, they've done three HBO shows now. So really Eastbound and Eastbound and Down, of course. Oh, I love Eastbound and Down. Which is fam- like phenomenal. Love. And then uh, Although I feel like the first season of that show was the best season of that show. Yeah, it was awesome. I, I, I enjoyed it all the way through. Yeah. But another another one that doesn't get enough lo- enough love and I thought it was hilarious and actually really well done, like plot wise. Uh-huh. Was a show and I think they only did two seasons, but it was a show called Vice Principles. Mm. You know what? I have it on my list. I haven't watched it yet though. Yeah, I, I thought that was really good. I thought that was really good. A lot of, like baby Billy's in there, the the sister from Righteous Gemstones is in there. And okay. so it's a, it's a lot of if you like if you like those type of shows, you'll like Vice Principles. It's really good. All right. I'll have to check that one out. And mm-hmm. uh yeah, so Righteous Gemstones is coming back. Um I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's been like relevant that's come along that I'm like, oh, I need to watch that. Um, I did see that the last uh, season of uh, Jack Ryan on Amazon is actually coming um, surprisingly sooner than I thought. I don't remember the exact date for that. I guess mm-hmm. I can Google that. But uh, but that's actually going to be coming along here a lot sooner than I thought, which is kind of nice since I not too long ago um, watched season three. I don't know if you watched that at all. June thirty. No, never, I never got into that show. I've heard, I, I've heard good things, but uh, I, uh, I never got into it. Yeah, June thirtieth on that one. So, um, end of the month. And I'm, I'm kind of like a hipster in the sense that if if somebody like really likes a show, talks about, oh, you got to see this. I'm kind of like, like I, I just now watched Breaking Bad like two, like a year ago. I oh, Breaking, Breaking Bad's a good show though. What did you? Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, yeah, so. Like, so let's let's stop for a moment and talk about that cuz like if you only recently watched it there were mm-hmm. years and years and years of hype on it. Mm-hmm. And I find that sometimes when a, a show or a movie is really hyped up like that that uh-huh. it just it's really hard for it to um to live up to that. What did you think yeah. of Breaking Bad? Uh that's kind of how I felt going into it. Yeah, but I, but I would say I I was pleasantly surprised. I, I think it was a lot better than I, th- I thought, you know. And so yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I started Better Call Saul a little while ago. Yeah, I haven't I, heard. I haven't watched that yet. I'm only a couple of shows into that one. I've heard that one's a little slow to get going. Mm-hmm. Okay, but yeah. I will. I guess by the end, it's just like. I mean, there's people telling me it's better than Breaking Bad, so I've heard, I've heard that. Yeah. So I'm like, well, then I guess I have to give it a shot. But uh, but they, they, had, I think they had more seasons. It's kind of an undertaking. I think. Okay. So it will probably take me a while. But, yeah. Um, but it, the, the the important thing in the Villager Entertainment uh, uh, segment is we can both agree that the pinnacle of all entertainment and the greatest show by far ever is The Sopranos. Sopranos. By far, yeah, it doesn't far. it doesn't get better than that. Nick Gervais mm-hmm. and I have talked about it, and he contends that seasons one, two, and three, and the second half of six are like the best TV, and that yeah, four it's... and five and the first half of six are good, not as good as the other seasons within the show, but still better than like pretty much anything on TV. 
Yeah, it. I mean, it was phenomenal, and it and it it holds up. It's timeless. Like mm-hmm. I, I've watched that show beginning and end probably like five times. I'm like and, five or six. Yeah, yeah, and I just recently rewatched it probably like a year or so ago in conjunction with the Talking Sopranos podcast. You know, okay, where they re- revisit and it just, it just like you'll notice certain things you never noticed before and. I, I could talk to about Sopranos all day. You know, that um, that podcast, I tried doing that where I would um, watch the episode, then listen to their episode or vice versa, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And um, the problem was it was a relatively new podcast at the time. And so what mm-hmm. ended up happening is I just started like, continuing along on the show and I quickly outpaced the podcast. And Mm -hmm. so like now that they've been on for a little while longer, um, I probably ought to consider doing that again so that I can go back to doing that because I did, you're right. You learn so much little behind Mm -hmm. the scenes stuff that you didn't know. So Mm -hmm. interesting. All right. Well, that's the Villager entertainment segment here. And, um, now, <laughs> and then we'll move on to something else here in a second. Well, why don't we go ahead and jump into this now? Guess what, motherfucker? It's time for three cigars we smoked and enjoyed this week. And you were just talking about Tiger King just a little bit ago. Yes, <laughs> dude, for my money, behind Supreme was the best thing that's ever been on TV. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty ridiculous. What okay, so. Little flag going back to the Villager segment for a second. So, Tiger King one was I feel pretty perfect. Yes. Thoughts on Tiger King two and the Doc Antle miniseries? Okay, so let me first by saying like this was like almost too too perfect timing. Like I'm not totally convinced that the fucking coronavirus wasn't just manufactured just to force people at home just to watch Tiger King. And then, like, yeah, I could see it. It, it, it came out at where everybody is like at the start of COVID where everybody was home and just, they were, were forced to watch this debauchery. <laughs> and I, it was like Jerry Screener meets Jordan, Maury Povich meets, you know, it was just like, with, just captivating with tigers. Yeah. And, and you're like, well, this guy is the fucking, the worst i can't imagine anybody worse and next episode you'll find somebody worse and um yeah and then then they end that one episode by basically saying oh yeah and carol baskin killed her husband and you're just like yeah what (laughs) (laughs) and so a little inside baseball uh so the very first scene of tiger king okay um so there it was actually going to be about snakes really yeah and so they were at a place that I'm familiar with is the story for another day, but a, a pretty famous reptile breeder. And they were, they were originally going to do an expose on that. And then for whatever reason, they ran into some tiger people and they're like, if you want to fucking know real fucking weirdos, tigers is where it's at. Yeah. So they, they kind of changed the direction of the documentary and started filming tiger King. Uh, but it, it could have been, you know, it could have been about snakes, but yeah, it was, it was just fucking just oh god, but yeah, the the the, the, the follow up is uh, yeah, it's not. I mean, they were just cashing. It. It's kind of like a lot of sequels where they were just cashing in on yeah, you know, 
and you you can't blame them, but yeah, they 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 did not hold up. It felt like they had extra footage that they were like probably that they cut from the first one, and mm-hmm. then Netflix comes to them and says, "We need a sequel now." And they were like, mm-hmm. well, we got all this other stuff, so let's just go ahead and do this, you know. And, you know, well, they think that's pre- it, precisely what happened. It yeah. just, it was kind of garbage, I think. Um, yeah. And then the Doc Ansel one, I was bored with that. That was, I think, three episodes. And yeah, that was, that, that was like Godfather. That was like Godfather 3. Yeah, it was, that one was just kind of boring. That one was, and it shouldn't have been, because, like, realistically, the guy has a really messed up history and background and everything just in and of himself, but. It just, literally every character does. Like yeah. literally every character could have a show. But yeah, it's well. And did you see? I guess there was a news report. I'm trying to. I feel like it was maybe late last year, but talking about how Carol Baskin is saying that. Oh yeah, no, her husband's alive and well down in I think the Dominican or somewhere like that. Yeah, and, I think I read something like that. Yeah. And it's like, well, are we just taking her word on it, or are we like verifying this, or? You know, uh, if there if there's any trustworthy person, it's Carol Baskin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She she might as well be on the View. Hey, bitch, Carol Baskin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and not not only was it perfect timing for the show, just the world we live in, where like you watch a first episode and you're on the internet and there's already memes. Yes, like yeah, <laughs> it just it could not have been better timing. It for really it. was just absolutely perfect it entertainment. Crea- for that. It was like created in a lab. <laughs> In Wuhan, and, perhaps. Yeah, and I have a buddy that's in that lives in Beaufort, South Carolina. Okay. And one of the guys, I can't remember which guy, one of the the guys in the show lives in Beaufort. Really? I think he was the he was the asshole on the uh, jet ski. Okay. Um, okay. The the fat guy that had the shop that. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah so yeah. He, so his shop is in like Beaufort. It's really shady, or whatever. Yeah. So they got that guy, but then. Like I don't I don't know if you're familiar with that lawyer, and that fucked up family. That was a good show too, as a callback for the failure segment. That one that like killed his kid. He was on trial. He was a big time lawyer in Buford. No, I don't know uh, if I know that. Oh, one. you don't. Oh, you know that. I can't. Of, of course, I can't think of his name. But he was that redhead ginger. No offense. Uh, that uh, <laughs> he he like killed his. They found. They found he was probably going to get away, but then they found like a Snapchat video from the dog farm that I know you don't want to talk. I can't take the guy's name, but that was also Buford. Okay, and that's that's a good documentary too. Okay, well, um, I know that uh, Joe Exotic has a website out where he is uh, announcing that he plans on running for the presidency in twenty twenty four. God, God bless him. I don't quite know what's up with that. Um, I do know that apparently for $400, I could purchase a 15-minute interview by phone uh, with him um, for the podcast. I was going to say, Christ, Miller, like, if you're looking for a co-host, a temporary (laughs) co-host, like, is there any better? I mean, it's only 15 minutes because I'm sure that's probably his phone allotment for the day at the prison. (laughs) But, um, you know. Do Do you think he does cameos? Boy, if he doesn't, that's a missed opportunity. But yeah, I don't know if no, he can do that in prison. Can you not? Well, you could earn money in prison, right? Fuck, I, I don't know. know. I mean, he's well, making four hundred bucks a call, so yeah. And you make license plates and shit, and you get yeah. like a quarter or whatever. Yeah. God, that would be great. I would even pull money together for that to happen. Mm. I'm talking with a well, manufacturer to see if he wants to sponsor it. 
<laughs> I'm I'm really not joking. Like it's it'd be a one time one time sponsorship, you know, brought to you by All Saints Cigars. Hey Mickey, there you go, Mickey. Oh I God. want you to sponsor he, the Tiger King interview still. He, um, he would be he would be the one to do it. <laughs> I know, right? How fucked up would that be? Cause Tiger I, King has a lot Tiger King Joe Exotic has a lot of confession. He needs to do it too. Well, oh, see, there you go. Nice crossover episode there. Mm-hmm. You're right. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I will say, I want it if for nothing else, for that 400 bucks, I want him to uh, to say, guess what, motherfuckers, it's time for oh. three cigars we smoked and enjoyed this week, so I can get like oh, a proper God. drop for that. You know, dude, if you like upped it to like 450 dollars, uh huh, for like you could put like shit on his, you know, books. You would do it. Hmm. Oh, I think I think so. So this okay. <laughs> so three cigars that we smoked and enjoyed this week. Um, what have you got for that? Okay, so so my list is gonna be a little fancier than normally because it was my birthday weekend. Well, yeah. So so these are. <laughs> I don't smoke like this all the time. No, that's wish, fair. But. That's fair. <laughs> but I have the Atabe we talked about earlier. Is the I believe it was the Ritos. It was like their Toro size. Okay. And from what I understand, from what I've read, that seems to be one of the stronger ones that they make, too, which is kind of the reason I ordered it. Yeah. Uh, and then I had, uh, so that was phenomenal. We talked about it. I had the Padrone 64 Anniversary Mandora, which is just a go-to. Not a go-to, but, like, it's it never disappoints. For sure. But, you know. And then... I had a Dava... A, a, Davidoff, uh, Winston Churchill, late hour. Look at you smoking good. Yeah, yeah. Those, I, I mean, I actually just found a late hour digging around in my uh, one of my humidors, um, looking just to see kind of what I had, and all of a sudden there's this late hour, and I'm like, holy shit, I didn't know that was in there. Um, and, just, and we have talked about this before, but like Davidoff, like great cigars, very smooth and stuff, but it, it just it's not they're not strong enough for me well and palate. that and that's the thing and we we're talking about the atabay and that's the thing mm-hmm. that was my worry with the atabay is that it was going to yeah. be very davidoff like and it was going to mm-hmm. be a little too light a little too smooth and uh but the the flavor on the atabay was what kicked that up but um yeah, yeah. so yeah for for the davidoff line the winston churchill late hour and the nicaragua are my favorite you're you're right in line with me there so mm-hmm. um so my first one is one of my go-to's it was the perdomo uh habano sungrown i did that in the churchill size while hanging out with the uh smoking butts and tap and ash guys while they were cooking uh on saturday and then later on saturday i smoked a byron it was the uh uh, Byron Reserva. I don't know the size though. It was it was essentially a Toro. Um, it was a little longer than a Toro, so I I don't know the so size. I don't know the size. You're smoking. You're you're smoking pretty fancy too. That's a well. I'd been sitting on this Byron since I was out uh, at Two Guys last September. I picked it mm-hmm. up there, and um, it's one of those things. I I've been kind of sitting on it. And I was packing up my cigars to head down to uh, their their event. And for whatever reason, that one was sitting there and I saw it and I'm like, you know what? This is a good day sitting out by the lake, having barbecue, hanging with everybody. This is a good day to fire up a really good cigar. So I brought that along so I could do that. And it's, uh, it's, remar- it's, it's remarkable how much like the environment and your surroundings and just where you're at in life affects the cigar smoke. You know what I mean? hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. You know, 
Like that would have never ever crossed my mind to smoke that while I was driving or yeah, or exactly. you know um and to be honest it didn't even cross my mind to do that when I was just sitting out on my patio, you know, by myself enjoying the evening. It was just it was one of those cigars that I'm like this is too much cigar for just a you know just a normal everyday smoke i wanted this mm-hmm. to be a special one so yes it, yes it worked out there and then uh the last one that i had is one that i fired up uh yesterday i believe and um it was the uh uh all saints saint francis in the in the toro size there um you can see those are all good picks yep it was a good all good picks. good 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 smoking week so yeah it was and uh, speaking of smoking here, I am down to very little left of my Crux uh, Guild um, here, Toro here. Uh, I've got a little bit left, but uh, it's still hanging on, and it's still lit. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Holy crap! And the, the retro hail, the retro hail on the on the butt here is. Um, very spicy. There's a lot of the spice on the uh, on the last little bit here of the uh, the Crux Guild. How's your uh, Camacho? Um, it's kind of similar. It's a, this, I'm on the final third here, and it's yeah, it's definitely the strongest. Uh, this final third here, and the spices and the pepper are really amplified here, yeah, especially through the nose. So, um, I, I I did. I was talking so much, I did have to touch it up, but. Um, and you know it happens, but uh, yeah. Otherwise, just uh, yeah, just a, re- a real pleasantly surprised. Really uh, captures that Nicaraguan spice. So uh, right. rec- recommended if you're uh, if you're around one, and it's uh, with this size especially. You know, there's some pretty good flavor changes and and, and such. Now, is so. that the orange band one? Yes. Okay. Yes, All right. I know those a lot by color. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. much like the crux cigars, the color on those bands, they really pop in the humidor yeah. and they really I, and I think draw your eye. That was, that was the intent once they, once they, so once they had that, uh, once Davidoff purchased them, they, how they exchanged, I think that was kind of the marketing behind it. You know, yeah. Just, you know, color coded to stand out and stuff. And it, and it does do that for sure. Well, very cool. So before we wrap this up, I've got one more thing that I want to do, and mm. I want to have a super fight. We haven't had a super fight Ooh. in a while, and Dude, these are, uh, these these I tell you what, these super fights are invaluable because you can use them at your cigar lounge. Oh, if you have kids, you can use them with your kids. Exactly. Yeah, you can use them when you're drinking with your buddies. It's 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 good time. It's a good segment. You need a sponsor for that segment. Maybe Joe I, Exotic wants to do that. You know, I like that idea. I like that idea. Mm. So, okay, so the way this is working, I'm drawing some cards here, and I'm drawing um, four of the cards that uh, have different um, different uh, attributes, and then mm. I will draw the... Um, draw the 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 fighters themselves okay. so okay. um uh, that one some of these though i gotta watch because like that one had like a blank and you had to like fill in and it was just kind of like goofy I, i've um, had too much moonshine to do any of that okay 
So okay, so we have we have four here, um, and we're gonna go with those four components, and then we're gonna just random draw what they are. Oh, I don't even know what that is, so we're gonna move down past that one. Um, we'll do that, and we will random draw this one. So <laughs> okay, um. We're going to have a fight. Okay. It's going to be between Martha Stewart, Ooh. who can turn to steel but cannot okay. stop laughing. Okay? okay. So she's turned to steel but can't stop laughing. And she's going to fight a snake mm. that uses the force but explodes if they stop moving. Uh, this is okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> I need to address the elephant in the room. Uh, <laughs> yeah, have it was you seen 81 year old Martha Stewart. Yeah, she's hot. I, I don't know. Like, is this Photoshop? Did, Dude, is she always this hot. I don't know. Is Healthy it, living. Is it, weir- I, is it weird to fucking fantasize about an 81 year old? I mean, she's doing like nude pics. Like, no, I I think you're. I think they're like tastefully and and she's covered in various ways. It's kind of like you know the naked gardening pics. You know, it's strategic yeah. placement. But nonetheless, I mean, yeah, at 81, she's she's doing all right for herself. Did you ever fucking think that you would find Martha Stewart attractive? Nah, never, never. Exactly. Of course, then again, Jesus. I also never in a million years would have thought that she and Snoop Dogg would be best friends. That's, that's the thing. You can never predict this world. You just can't. So mm-hmm. right. you certainly can't. You certainly cannot predict her in steel. Yeah. So she can turn to steel, uh, but she can't she stop can laughing. Steel. Okay. And it's just like not just she's laughing like all the time, like she's the just, fucking like the Joker. I guess she's just constantly <laughs> laughing. She's just in a laughing fit. So I don't know if it's okay. like to where she can't really move or do much of anything. I mean, you, know? you, you can you can fucking do a lot while you're laughing, though. Yeah, like, I, I mean, you know, unless you're huge... unless you're just like doubled over, you know, just belly laughing and you know, and can barely breathe. I mean, yeah, you can do quite a bit while you're laughing. So, so that and she's in steel, and she it can turn to steel. Yes, okay. and she's up against the snake, and it doesn't specify the snake. Doesn't specify the snake, so we could be talking like a giant anaconda. We could be talking something mm-hmm. poisonous. You know, there's all sorts of different snake uh, options there. I'm I'm gonna have to go out and correct you on that, Mr. Miller. There's no such thing as poisonous snake. Venomous. I'm sorry. Venomous. Venomous. <laughs> I know. I am talking to a snake expert. I know. Yeah. I yeah. I, I realize. So, um. So yeah. So, the only thing, so yeah. Okay. So no. Go ahead. Steal Martha Stewart. I was gonna say the only thing I've been an expert in lately is uh looking at Martha Stewart. I'm fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, beating the snake, huh? <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> so the snake, the snake can use the force, okay? Snake can use the force, but it can, but it'll explode if it stops moving. So it has to be perpetual moving. It is always moving. Okay, but it's but but the and you're more of a nerd with this than I am. The the force basically is just levitation, right? Um. Yeah. I mean, well, let's let's stop and think about it for a moment. So there's. There's the ability to move objects, obviously, that comes mm-hmm. in with the Force. But then um, Vader, you know, he uses the Force to uh, to kill um, some of his uh, 
disobedient crew members. You know, he kind of sure. like does the hand and they like choke and die. So, you uh, know. Like, not to correct uh, this uh, fine card game, but uh, wouldn't like Mr. X be a better one for this? What do you mean? Because like... he can control metal. Oh, you talking but, Mag- but... Magneto? Magneto, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but see, the thing is, though, like, I... Uh, you just pulled it at random. Yeah, I just oh, pulled yeah. it random. Right, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, if he's in the card game, you know, it's obviously... It's it's irrelevant right now, but yeah, so... No. So, we're basically, we're basically asking, can the snake be moving enough to choke out Martha Stewart? Um, yeah. I mean, and, and here's the other thing. Is the snake moving like actually like slithering along or Mm -hmm. does moving just constitute like maybe wagging its tail, you know, maybe it's it's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like staying stationary, but just kind of like wiggling a little. Well, that would change the species though, because not all snakes rattle. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, you're going to (laughs) have like an, like, like an anaconda ain't rattling its tail, you know, so you're going to have a smaller snake. But it, it could be a venomous one, like a rattles. Okay, there's a lot. I'm sorry, there's just a, it's just a lot to. But then again, here. if Martha Stewart can get close and be steel, she could just stomp mm-hmm. on the snake, and you know, then the snake's getting and, crushed by steel. And if she's having a fucking laughing fit, she can fall on the snake. True, but if the snake uh, has got force powers, he could catch the catch the falling steel Martha Stewart and throw her, or stop the foot from coming down. You know. Mm-hmm. So, but it's kind of if you're laughing, you're kind of in a relaxed state all the time. Kind of like if you're if like drunks, never really get too hurt in a, a car accident. Yeah, you're so relaxed because they're just pliable yeah. at that point. Yeah, yeah. So I'm. It's a tough one. And if they fought ten times, I think it might be like a, you know, like a seven to three, six to four type of thing. But for this one off, I'm gonna go Martha Stewart on this one. You think the steel and the laughing can take out the force using snake? I think, I think so. You know, maybe. I, I think I think where the snake has got a problem is the exploding if they stop moving. Yes. I think if the snake had a different other attribute that was tied with the force, I think that that would mm-hmm. be, you know, a thing. Um and the movie isn't clear because if she's falling on it, it's still going to be, you know, trying to move out of it and wiggle and stuff. It's, you know, unless it's like truly pinned down. It's just. Yeah. I would need a bit more clarification on what constitutes moving, I guess. And and um, I'll also say if she turns to steel, the, the fangs aren't going to penetrate steel. No. So it's no. not like it's not like the snake could like draw her in close with the force, hold her and bite her, you know. Now, is the steel her whole body? I'm going to say yes because it says can turn to steel. So, okay, so it, I'm assuming so, yes. So he couldn't force choke her if she's covered in steel, right? I mean. If the throat's exposed? I mean, I don't know. Here's the thing, though. Like, you can technically crush steel. I mean, it's going to take a lot of pressure. I didn't, I didn't fucking see anybody in Star Wars doing that. No, but I mean, I'm just kind of. I mean, Luke lifted up the X-wing from the from the the uh, swampy thing in Empire Strikes Back. So that's fair. That's you know that that's a it's, that's a lot of energy and effort. At the end of the day, it's a good fight. It's one I would pay pay per view to watch. 
but again, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with my heart and my penis here. Martha <laughs> I agree with you on Martha Stewart. I think the steel thing is is really difficult for the snake, even with force powers to uh, to contend with. But you know, I'll 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 go with you, Martha Stewart okay. for the win. So. All right, well, now that we have covered that, let's hear about my monthly cigars. This would normally be the time that I give some information about my monthly cigars, but I've hired that out this week, so take it away. My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar subscription service. It comes in a variety of different size boxes at affordable prices. Use offer code PULPIT and get free shipping on your first box and... 20% off any items in the online store at MyMonthlyCigars.com. That's offer code Pulpit. Thanks. Thanks. So, you, you, you know, it, it's a little misleading because you say this would normally be the time. You normally just play the ad. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that... Uh, that was done for quite a while back mm-hmm. um, when we were mocking the Cigar Authority and uh, all very, of the, the commercials. It was a very good had. episode. Yeah, and, episode. and we had a lot of fun with that. But, but mm-hmm. we did that as a way to include that ad because, you know, they have actual commercials, whereas we kind of mm-hmm. tend to incorporate it in. I've just been kind of lazy. And I just continually keep hitting that. But uh, unfortunately, that was also before Nick came out with the fucking good coffee. So I always have to remember to circle back and, and, uh, you know, tell everybody to try the fucking good coffee. Here's here's what I think you should do. Okay. I think at Pulpit Fest you should re-record that ad. We can do that. I think we can do that. you'll, You'll have all the principal parties there. Oh, for sure. I think. Mm. I don't know if Nick's coming this year. I think he I don't know. I'll have to circle up with him or not. He's well I know he's going out to the giant uh New yeah, England cigar say, festival, yeah. so it's a matter so, of whether or not he's yeah. he's making both. So Yes, that that is you know, unfortunate timing. Speaking of uh the cigar authority and stuff. Yeah. And being how you have connections to Trey Mac and Aladino as a sponsor. For sure. What what do you think of their new Aladino ad? <laughs> oh, you're talking about the uh oh what song it was the Sunny and Cher song, wasn't Sunny it? Cher. I've got I've got you big. Yeah. Um uh, you know what? Look, those guys should not be singing nearly as much as they do. <laughs> you you um, know what? I, I, I thought about that. And I think that's part of the charm, honestly. But yeah, I would I, I was gonna say, like it's one of those things that I'm saying, I don't think they should be singing as much as they do, but I actually do kind of like it better yeah. than the ad that they had running before because the ad they had running before was just a basic, you know, telling yes. of the story and it was a yes. voiceover and whatever. And this one it's got that something different that uh people will remember i mean let's be real yeah, they've that's, said that's it the they've said it i already referenced it tonight you know jose dominguez that ad mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. the, them singing about the stupid donut i mean it's it's yeah. pretty pretty catchy so yeah that aladino one it might just take a little time to get used to it but i think it's i think i think they might have something with that one yeah uh, for, for me uh it's like i was like this is dumb and then by the end of the episode, I'm singing it like, like, <laughs> like to myself. And I think it's part of the charm because 
I'm a shitty singer. There, like you could just, you know, you could sing like Dave Garoppolo. You know, you know, it. it, Yeah, I was definitely doing that. It's it's definitely an earwig for sure. We've had listeners that have said that when they're in the humidor and they see the Villagers, they'll be singing to themselves, Villager, exactly. you know, and all that. Exactly. So exactly, it's, yeah. you know, so maybe it's one of those things that when people are in the humidor and they see the uh, Aladinos, they'll be all, you know, Corojo, Aladino, Corojo, yeah. you know. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to revisit all that when they finally uh, accept my uh, generous offer of all the rotisserie chickens and everything else that we've offered yeah, up. The, you, you know, you know Maybe it's because I'm a sucker for rotisserie chicken. That seems like a fair offer. I think so. Yeah. I. (laughs) You know what's actually funny? A little behind the scenes here. Um, Not this past Friday, but the Friday prior, I was at the grocery store, and I walked by the deli where they had the case of the rotisserie chickens, and they were just rotating slowly on the the spits. And I took a little three-second-long video and sent it to Mr. Jonathan and to Dave. And I no no words. I just sent it to him, and yeah. both of them were like, "That's nice." And I'm like, "Well, you know, it could, be, could yours. be yours. It could be <laughs> yours." So, I'll tell you what would really seal the deal if I were in their position, and I had somebody approaching and offering me all this stuff. The thing that I would ask for, the thing that I haven't offered up yet, that um. You know, it's it's I'm I'm spilling the beans here. So if Dave's listening, he's going to hear what my trump card is here. But um, have you gone to a hotel and they have that machine where you push the button and it makes a pancake for you? No, dude, <laughs> this is an amazing machine. So like I first what hotel, saw it. What, what, what hotels are you staying at? Holiday Inn. They've got them at <laughs> Holiday Inns and whatnot. But the, it's a it's a pancake machine. And you okay. and you load in the batter, and you push the button, and it kind of poops the batter onto the conveyor belt, and then it just like very slowly takes the batter, you know, that's in a round shape because it you know spurts it onto the conveyor belt, and it just heats up the batter and cooks the pancake, and just out the out the side, it's just a little thing, and just boop, just drops a pancake right onto your plate. This sounds like some sorcery. It's amazing, and I want one for my house, but yeah. but even above and beyond that. You know, if somebody were to say, hey, you know, we want to buy your podcast for rotisserie chickens, broken lawnmower, blah, 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 and all that. The thing I Mm -hmm. would counter back and say, like, okay, I'll take all that if you throw in a pancake machine. And, you know, I I would seriously consider that. I don't even like pancakes, and I want one. See? Right there. What's what's that? Uh, this will be up your alley. What's that fucking machine they have in Star Trek where you can make anything? The replicator. That sounds like something from that. It's very similar, except that it only makes pancakes. Not it, Earl Grey. Not Earl Grey tea. No, one. it's not gonna make the Earl Grey tea or you know whatever else you ask it for. But uh, you know, I I would I would be down for a for a pancake machine. I think that would be a really good addition to my kitchen. You know what I would ask the replicator for? What's that? Uh, naked Martha Stewart. Naked Martha Stewart. <laughs> I don't know if it can make people, but you know, maybe mm-hmm. maybe one of the transporter people has her her patterns in the buffer, and they can just like make a clone with with AI. I mean, there's I, that I, too. I tell, you, I tell you what, that AI Jeff episode you did, I literally, <laughs> had, I didn't know that wasn't Jeff. I had to listen to that twice because I. <laughs> <laughs> 
you're, thought, you're too kind because there were a few yeah. times that, I, the, well, the one time when I accidentally hit the button by mistake and uh, had him say buffed one out, and then I was like, wait, what did you say? You know, and I kind of had to play <laughs> off of it because I didn't want to re-record up to that point, you know. But, yeah. uh, oh, my, I mean, yeah, it was, uh, that was an undertaking. <laughs> it was definitely so, an undertaking. It's a... Uh... It's creepy that you're able to do that, and also weird that Jeff can be just like a pulsing doll of sound bites. You know? <laughs> and I only went through maybe five shows to clip those. I mean, imagine if I would have gone through the other like 390 something episodes that were available to me to actually be able to, you know, really get a whole soundboard going of all kinds of different well, stuff. But well, yeah, you 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 had the most used ones. I think that's the important thing. You know, but there was one that I didn't have, and I thought about it later, and I feel like I missed out was I didn't have – that's a good stick. Oh, actually, I thought you did. No, I did not. I realized after the fact that I don't believe – I don't – well, let me check the soundboard, but I don't believe I had that in there. um, He he says that uh, like every episode. I know. That's like his go-to – you know, review is that's a good stick. Um, no, oh, uh, we had this is a good cigar, but we didn't have that's, that's a good stuff. we didn't have that's a good stick. So, yeah, well, I don't know. AI is not there yet. I guess. No, no. Um, I don't know. I was talking to Trey Mac. He knows more about this stuff than I do, and so I mean, I did it the the old fashioned way. I went through clips, you know, clips and. And made you know the the MP3s and built the soundboard out with that, um, but he would. Uh, uh, Trey Mac was telling me he's like, dude, you just some of these AIs, you just load in your episodes, and it'll totally like make a whole like thing, you know, for for him, and it'll it'll just have like all of his, it'll just it'll be able to do everything, but I I think that that's to be honest probably a much more sophisticated AI program than I wish to pay for, so. And we can all agree, AI is anyone's Skynet, right? Oh, it's a hundred percent Skynet. Yeah, it's a hundred percent Skynet. And uh, was it you or was it Luke that sent me an Instagram video on this very topic about it being uh, basically? I th- uh, it's probably Luke. I don't remember. I'm, I send um, a lot of fucking reels though. It uh, it was it was Luke. It was Luke. Okay. So yeah, I'll have to forward that to you. But basically, it asked this AI robot. <laughs> You know, what would be a nightmare scenario it can imagine between AI and robotics that might present a danger to people. And uh, it, like, came up with an answer, and it's pretty spooky. So, Why were they not uh, fucking interviewing Edward Furlong for all this? I have no idea. That, that's a mystery. He's not dead, is he? Edward Furlong? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't heard from him in a long I time. I was going to say, now that you bring that up, I don't know. Let's, <laughs> to the Googles, you know. His career is cer- certainly dead, at, at the very least. Edward Furlong. Thing oh, I, God, yeah. Thing he I looks, remember. He, yeah, looks he looks rough in the picture that came right up. No, he's 45. Um, He's not dead. Oh, that makes me feel old. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I remember him in was American History X. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, well, you know what? Let's check his Wikipedia or not, or is uh, IMDb? IMDb, yeah. And see, there it is, Edward Furlong. Um, known for Terminator 2. Um, apparently he plays a guy named Billy in The Forest Hills, which comes out, or is out this year. 
He was in a movie mm-hmm. called Heart of a Champion in 2023. Oh, a great um, film, I imagine. He was apparently referenced in Terminator, uh, Terminator Dark Fate in 2019. I don't know. He's listed here, so I guess he's like in it somehow. He was in a movie called The Reunion in 2017. Um, yeah, there's a lot of really just bad movies that. Could you could you think of a better casting? Could you think of a better casting than Robert Patrick in that second Terminator movie? No, he was perfect as oh, a like killing machine robot. Perfect. Yes. Just God. Looks like the last like big thing that he was in was he played a guy named Tupper in the 2011 Green Hornet movie. Okay. Um, that, that about that about explains that wonderful one. I think. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean that's even giving it a lot of credit, saying that that's a big movie because um, I think it was a big flop, to be honest. Um, yeah. He was in Detroit Rock City in 1999. Then we get back to 1998 when he was in American History X. And mm. yeah, so yep, it was uh, not a lot of stuff. Terminator Two, what. Terminator Two is really where it started for the guy. Yeah, he uh, he he peaked early, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. Yeah, uh, if you do get Joe Exotic as a soundbite, yeah, you can for sure buy the cigar authority with that. Oh, I mean, especially if I have him record a like, you know. This is Joe Exotic, and you're listening to the fucking Cigar Authority or something like that, you know. And yeah, you like, don't, you, like, you don't, you don't, you don't need to mix audio to get, you know, Winston, nope. Chur- Winston Churchill's grandson. Oh, is <laughs> okay, you know. And I'll give Ed a lot of credit because apparently he pulled that together and whatnot. But isn't yeah, that because the... I watched, I listened to that episode. He certainly never said that. <laughs> I know, I know. And is that not the most painful, like? Of all of the little celebrity like intro drop things that they play, that one is just—it's just painful because it's just—it's <laughs> so obvious that this guy has no idea what he's saying at the time, and you know. Then they pulled it, it together, it, and it's just it, like, yeah, this this is rough. It played a little bit like a hostage video. <laughs> like, say this, or we're gonna kill this dog. Yeah, <laughs> hold, hold, hold up this newspaper. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. Well, we did my monthly. We did all the rest of that. So I think we are about good. So final thoughts on your Camacho Nicaragua? Uh, I would definitely smoke it again. I would I would like to probably try it in a smaller size to see if there's any difference, if the spice kicks up in a Robusto or something. But yeah. I, I, would def- I would definitely uh, purchase the cigar again. Perfect. And I really enjoyed my Crux Guild uh, Toro there, the... Um, what was that name of that one? It was the it was a special name for that. It was the uh, the extra marble head. I don't know what that's all about, but uh, yeah. yeah, some of these names in the cigars. This is too much. It's just know? a lot. Yeah, but especially the the Opus Extra. I never got into any of that. It's like the I know and stuff. It's just stupid. And the shark and this and that and whatever. Yeah. I don't I don't understand it. And then they even have the different names for the different sizes. You know, yeah. and it's like, I just wish we had like uniform size names to where it was like Corona, Robusto, Toro, mm-hmm. Gordo, you know, but everybody, you know, everybody's doing different, different names for their sizes, it seems like too. And so it get it does our, get confusing. Our Turtle Fuente is like the most confusing cigar to shop for at uh, brick and mortar. Like 
everything looks the same. Oh my gosh, you're preaching skews. Yep, you're preaching the choir. And I've said this to Dan at Riverman, and uh, I I don't disagree with you because you're right. They all generally look the same. Apparently, Mm -hmm. there's some sort of like code to the color of the ribbon on the bottom of the cigars. Um, you know, but even that, I, I know that, but I don't know what they are off the top of my head. And so, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there, it, it, I, I do agree. It is generally a, a confusing cigar line to, to go in and say like, I want to, I want this specific one. Um, yeah. There's so many skews, so many different sizes. I really do. I am a big fan of the Don Carlos. So that's a good cigar. Yeah, that is a good cigar. Um, the, uh, uh, um, what is the one? It's the, um, uh, Casa Fuente, uh, the one out in Vegas, uh, the cigar that's made for that shop that has kind of trickled out to a few, uh, Fuente location or, uh, retailers around the country. Um, they started doing that, uh, during COVID and, um, that's a really good cigar as well. Um, but yeah, and, and that's the thing. I don't necessarily have anything against the Fuente cigars. I actually like a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Some of them are a little too mild for my taste. Um, the sun grown, I think it's the sun grown eight, five, eight is really mm-hmm. good. Um, but generally my problem is like you're saying, it's, it's hard for me to go into humidor and look at the Fuentes and say, okay, that's the one I like, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, yes, it's, yeah confusing for sure yep so and, and you know somebody signed off on this like they have a marketing team behind this you know oh i would think so i would think they yes. have a huge one so yes. yeah so they i mean and i guess if you want brand consistency you know mm-hmm. with their marketing they definitely have that but i think it's almost too much so yeah, I, I mean you'll with with fuente it's a lot like padron you'll just those loyal like heritage smokers to just swear by them, you know. Yeah, and they know what they're getting, so they mm-hmm. they understand all this. Um, mm-hmm. It's guys like us that are like, I want to try this, and yeah, I don't, I don't get it. So, mm-hmm. well, very cool. Well, Noah, I really do appreciate you taking time out of your evening to do this. Um, I it was nice oh. catching up, and uh, oh, my pleasure. It was a. Uh, I needed an excuse to drink this moonshine. <laughs> there you go. Well, there you go. And and what is the final thought on the uh, jalapeno cornbread moonshine? Um, <laughs> would you get it again? I would. I would not. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know the company that makes it, but um, okay. Yeah, I, w- I would not advise it. It was no. a one and done purchase. So yes. All yes. right. Well, there you go. Well, guys, this has been another sermon from the cigar pulpit. I'm Nick. This is Noah. Everybody stay safe and stay smoky. You know, for as long as this feels when I've got somebody else, it feels really mm. long when I'm by myself. Yeah, and you're not staring. It's, it's weird when you're not staring at it at all. Yeah. Yep. We we get we gotta we gotta put an Easter egg in here though. Oh yeah. Um, Easter egg. Uh, it's Easter egg time. Okay, what do you got? What do you got for an Easter egg? Oh God, I don't know. This is always really random. <laughs> this is always really random. Oh, uh, let's see here. Um, okay, I got one. I got one. Okay. We'll do a we'll do a bonus one must go. One Ooh. one must go. Polly 
Christopher oh, or fuck. um or uh fuck I'm blanking um um fucking Van Stevie Van Zant um um yeah um Stevie Van Zant uh, I'm blanking on oh, the character's name it's contagious I I can't uh the consigliere yeah I know I, I can't I just think it was Stevie son what of a hell? bitch. Uh, Gervais is screaming at his radio right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm I'm screaming at myself. <laughs> I know. It's like uh, I'm googling because I just Silvio I'm... Silvio Don Silvio Don Silvio. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so there you go. One must go. Christopher Pauly or Silvio. I tell you what, and this is gonna be a long Easter egg, but like I said, I could <laughs> I could talk about Sopranos for the longest time. To me, like it hurt a lot when I texted you the Hey Tony Sirico. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was a tough one. Um, and I, and I would say that he was my favorite character, except that shit that he did, whatever season was where you beat up the old lady. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, letters, it, spoiler but, alert. I mean, it's a, it's an older it's, show. So at this point, <laughs> 30 you know, years ago. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think we can just go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I would have said, it's a Chris. Dude, I don't know if there's. I, I, I mean, I, ironic, pun- ironically, they basically all wept. <laughs> like, kind of. Sil- Silvio is like up in the air, but uh, oh, God. But I mean, Chris like had the dr- drug problems, but you really saw him Arch's character. You tried, <sighs> but man, like every time he got better, you mm. know, something else drug him down, and yeah, so, it seemed like. So- and it always felt like he got better and was like, I'm dedicated to this, like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then later on, he'd be back to doing stupid shit and not be dedicated to it anymore and, yeah. you know, whatever. So, yeah, yeah, you convinced me that Spider's got to go. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I feel like it's Christopher. Yeah, Christopher's got to go. Um, Now, did you watch Lilyhammer? I did. I did. It it, it 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 was a little cheesy, but I mean, I did finish it. Um, yeah, it was okay. It was okay. I guess. I kind of want to feel like it's the like further adventures of you know Silvio, but I, I think I think Tulsa King was a lot better than really Hammer. I haven't yeah. watched Tulsa King yet, so I will have to mm-hmm. do that. Okay, mm-hmm. is he in that? No. no oh, I'm okay. Just it okay. As like a fucking mafia mafia show thing. that that that's not sopranos okay um yeah christopher's gotta go just the, the, the drugs are too much yeah yeah it was just it was a bit too although man for my money i don't know if it gets much better than pine barrens oh yeah that was that was a great with episode, him yeah. and and paulie out in that van and just all the wackiness with them i yeah. mean that's just such a fucking great episode. And Tony calling him, you know, with the bad signal, and you know, yeah. he's like telling him all the freaking military experience this guy's got. Yeah. And they're like, he's an interior decorator, and what? <laughs> the apartment looked like shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I quote that episode all the time. Like, uh, I often say like, "Put the remote back on docking station." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, quit eating all the quit eating all the ketchup. Yeah, exactly. He rips the carpet. Give me some of that carpet, you know. Oh God. Yeah. All right. There's your there's your Easter egg. There it is. All right. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. All right. Stay smoky.